Welcome to the Youth Hockey Hub High School Hockey Podcast. Today's show is brought to you by the Red and Black League. To learn more about the league, go to redandblackleagues.com. Now to the show, featuring YHH publisher Tony Scott, the forum guru, Carl East, and the reigning most viewed high school games champion, Danny Ryan. Here's Danny. Well, that's a new intro. Yeah, hi, I'm Danny Ryan. Um, Tony, how's it going? How are you doing? Good. I um, love the intro. Yeah, the intro um, brought to you by the Pine City Boys. That's right. Um, and Carl, you're up there in Duluth. How are you? Doing well, though. Not as well as the Pine City Boys, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, maybe we'll get them to add some other stuff later in the season. They might. I like might. it. I like it. Uh, I mean, I am the most games watcher person in the state. And they would be the least. <laughs> <laughs> I think Carl's the least. Carl is the least. It's a dead heat between Drew and Carl. I think Carl's got Drew even. But, you know, that's, that's if you exclude a couple Pine City games and a couple Cathedral games. But still love the guy. Great energy. <laughs> and they bring a good, uh, a great ensemble to the state tournament, a great ensemble oh, yeah. to, the whole, to the whole fabric of what we're doing here in Minnesota State High School Hockey. Yes, yes. Well, let's talk about some games. Um, let's get started with uh, what I think we all saw is an upset. Rozo 6, Moorhead 2. That's one of the shockers. There's about four or five of them you're going to read off today. You're like, what? I yeah. can't believe that score. So this yeah. one was up at Rozo. Um, Carl, what was your take on this one? Well, you you blinked, then you know checked the score, and it was what four nothing Rozo almost right away. So they just came storming out, and I think it just goes to show how wide open eight double A is. So you have now now we've had you know Rozo beat up on Moorhead, you beat up on Brainerd, then you're starting to gets into this ugly chain reaction. It's, it's going to be impossible to feed that section, but it's fun. <laughs> that is an ugly chain reaction. I like that definition. I agree. Um, and I heard that um, from some Moorhead um, people during the Tonka game, they just jumped early like that happened, and they just had no way to respond. And Hewlin played very well in that game, apparently. Um, St. Thomas Academy 5, Benilde 1. This was kind of the same... Um, situation as the Rozo game, it looks like. Um, St. Thomas jumped to a very early first period lead and ran with it. Um, good win, though, for the cadets uh, who haven't had a quality win so far. Um, Lakeville North 5, Burnsville 2. I thought that one was a little surprising, Tony. Terribly. I still think, even without Shane Griffin, this is the best team in the South Suburban, and, and they've proven it over the last four or five games. I, I, I wasn't quite as surprised at that I was more surprised that Burnsville didn't give them as much of a game. Correct. I, th- I still think that Burnsville in the South Suburban and Section Three Three AA is still kind of mired down with all the teams like Eastview and Rosemount and Jefferson. All they're all the, they're all the kind of the same. One might have an up game, one might be a down game, but I really don't see much challenge in the South Suburban for Lakeville North this year. Carl, you did your session rankings um, this week with your rankings. Mm-hmm. Where did you put Burnsville this week? I didn't see. I believe I put Burnsville third in that section. Let me check to make sure. <laughs> yes, I had the yeah, third behind St. Thomas Academy, then Rosemount. 
Rose Mountain. Yeah. 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 Then you've got Egan in I there. Know. Yeah, then you've got Jefferson. So, yeah, it's I, it's really what, the deepest section in terms of, you know, respectable teams probably. Yeah. And had Jefferson beat Eastview this week, held on to a 2 nothing lead, they would be – a contender for three or four. But now, yeah. now yeah. I'm like, I don't know what to believe. Yeah, because Egan beat Eastview um, eight to nothing. So uh, yeah. seven, seven, East, seven to nothing. Sorry, who cares at that point? Right? Eastview yeah. still hasn't won a game until they beat Jefferson. Right. Yeah. Yeah, hadn't won That's a game. Right. Yeah, hadn't won a game. Yeah. Um, Saint Cloud Cathedral three, Alex two, Tony, you and I were at this game. Um, in overtime, this was a win. Um, Blake Perbix with the game winner. Um, probably a tale of two games, I would say, in this one. Yep, the first half of the game. Actually, three games. First half of the game, second half of the game, and then the OT. Which yeah. The Cathedral right of the ship. I think, just kind of overarching, I think the Cathedral's a way better team. I think that once they got the kick-in goal and got a 2 nothing lead, it Kind of lit a fire underneath. Obviously, a little fire. Well, nine seconds Alex. later, Alex scored. Yeah, so. and I I think Alex, with heart, grit, and determination, can still like you said in the car ride home. You said I could see that section final going to overtime, or I could see Cathedral winning nine to one. Yeah, that that was a great take. That's like, that's how yeah, I could too. The Cathedral, I think, has some of the best team speed in Class A that I've yeah, seen. Really good. Um, they'll play uh, Hermantown on January. I think the the day before Minnetonka um Eve, four, that'll be the yeah, fourth yeah. the fourth yeah. so i think that's a that's a big game um Huge. for class a i will probably make my way up to the mac for that one but i thought cathedral is a team to watch out for especially oh, yeah. in this one and alex is not going to go away quietly it didn't no. look like either so no. um okay moving on virginia 3 denfeld 3 that was an interesting wow. 7A one. Um, a lot going on in 7A right now. A yeah. A lot going on. How about this 5AA one? Um, speaking of 5AA, we will have on a 5AA um, player player yeah. um, on this show. Um, and then 5AA Blaine, 5 Centennial, 4 Overtime. I'm not sure what was better, the game or the tweet the next day. <laughs> did you see the tweet? Yeah, I did. You <laughs> wanted to explain the Carl, tweet? did you see the tweet? I did. I retweeted it. Oh, it was so good. It was right, so yeah. Centennial Twitter feed got blocked by the Blaine Twitter feed, and they said, we scored four goals on next term of shots. 24. Their first block all night. Or <laughs> since, it was great. I thought it was yeah. funny. I thought it was well played. Hopefully people don't blow up Oh. You know, get too sensitive about it. I just thought it was pretty clever. That's oh, that, yeah. that's what Twitter can be very funny. Yes. <laughs> yes. The Centennial Twitter feed, by the way, is consistently, I think, the most entertaining one in the state. Yes. 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 Um, okay, a game that you are at um, on Thursday, Duluth East 2, Cloquet 1, overtime. I don't think we saw overtime coming, but maybe you did, Carl. I mean, it's East Cloquet. You, you, know to expect the unexpected, but uh, it was a good game. Um, I'd say it's an entertaining game. I'm not sure a good game is the right word to use. It was a pretty choppy game. There was very little flow. Uh, Cloquet bottled things up very well. They got the early goal. East has has kind of been their want this year to not have a good first period. 
then after that, they sort of got their game, and it's just a matter of, okay, when are they finally going to get some pucks into the net? And uh, finally did it with about five minutes left in the third period, uh, courtesy Ricky Lyle. Then uh, won it in overtime on a, an interesting little goal because um, East had a took a penalty in the final minutes of, of regulation. Uh, so Logan Anderson went to the box, and then a minute into overtime, he comes out and he you know, sneaks behind the, all the cloquet defense. Uh, Frederick Hunter Payne hits him with a long pass, and Anderson finishes breakaway goal to, to win it for East. What a game for Logan Anderson. I watched the game, and what a game for Logan Anderson. That pass to Ricky Lyle was special off on, on mm-hmm. the power play. And then, and then the fact that he could finish, and I think even Rand said it after the game, goes, yeah, all the, all Logan Anderson does is score goals in overtime. <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great line. Steve, I felt that was there. Lead. I got the... I'm just going to say, he, he won the section final last year, and he also beat uh, Marshall in overtime last season. So <laughs> right. Three game-winning goals in a year. We were pretty lucky if some certain poster was able to get a seed for some of us luckies to tune in and watch that game. So I got a chance to watch the whole game on Thursday night. Yeah, um, yep, Carl? No, I was just going to say, it's, it's the Christmas choir concert from Blue. That was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I was at the Holiday Classic actually on Thursday. There wasn't really any good games at the Holiday Classic this year. No. no. 0 for 6. 0 for 6. Um, talking about a game that I'm glad I was not at because the Twitter hand would Can be... I guess which one? <laughs> would hurt. Uh, <laughs> now Cre- I know which one was. Creighton 11, Force Lake 9. And, and this was a game like Cream got off to like a five goal lead and then squandered it. And Tony, you're raising your hand like you're about to pass out. I, you, you can only imagine. I have this new thing beyond the box scores where you can I write I look, you know things that just kind of stand out about what happened the night before. The amount of jabs I was going to make on Cretan or Forest Lake, I mean, there were, I literally I deleted and re-deleted about a million different things. I'm going to say all about the goalies. Were they playing three-on-three? Three? Did they, you know, did they put the broom ball nets out? I mean, I, I had line after line. I couldn't put any of them on there. I went politically correct. and oh, said, I said a goal was scored every two minutes and 33 seconds. On average, and that's, goals. And that's bad. Everyone, it was that was my nice way of saying it. That that's I had some cool. good. I had some really choice jabs. I had to just delete, delete, delete. Oh. Um. Okay. Uh. Other than that, we'll talk. Maybe let's talk a little bit about Creighton later when we talk about the Wyzetta Creighton game. But mm-hmm. let's save our takes for that. Minnetonka four, Blake zero. Um, Minnetonka got off to a quick lead here in this game, but from what I've heard of this game is they got kind of sloppy, and Blake had about three breakaways yeah. that Charlie Glockner just stonewalled um, Minnetonka goaltender. So um, Team game. It's a team game. It's a team game. Uh, this is. I still think that's a pretty good score for Blake. Yeah. I, Blake is, is a good hockey team. I think he got, uh, Minnetonka is a great team. They're not going to go undefeated, but I still see them in playing Friday night in the state tournament. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I'll agree. I'm not that. saying anything past that because, as you know, anything can happen once you get to Friday night in, at the X. Yep. Um, Thief River Falls three, War Road one. Um, that's an interesting eight A take. 
I think Warroad has now played themselves in the three seed for that section. Yeah, Thief River Falls is completely unfigureoutable. I mean, there's nothing you cannot <laughs> figure out. Okay, how about another two teams that are kind of unfigureoutable right now? Um, Holy Family 7, Greenway 2. I was at this one. Um, there was a point where the game was 4-2 to two where you thought Greenway was going to come back, but there was, Holy Family kept springing their top line. It seemed like the Pino, um, Fetchko, and um, Jorgensen line, uh, which was a very good line. They're out there a lot, uh, but Greenway just could not get anything going. They gotta find something, especially this there week was a against pass. Michael Spinner had a pass to Pino, and he walked in and scored. I was like, this looks like a JV game. Yeah, that was in the third low. It just looked like like uh, Greenway was fast, motion. though. I will say Greenway was fast. Okay. Again, it's only one highlight. It yeah, that one highlight, it, it was just, it was a complete breakdown, but that's yeah. kind of what it was like the whole game with their goals. There were some breakdowns that it was like, oh, like uh, classic Northern hockey where they're pushing, 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 and then boom, just let down. So, yeah. um, <laughs> I don't know. Still some takeaways. The uh, Greenway needs to right the ship. A northern team that's actually, I think, doing pretty well, Moorhead 3, Benilde 1. Moorhead had a pretty solid weekend, I think, this weekend. A great weekend, but still the head-scratcher up in Roseau. Yeah. Um, They come back on Saturday, and they lose to Minnetonka 5-2. I was at that game. Um, I thought that Moorhead played exceptionally well. I thought that Tonka played good and very good to win. They Definitely one in the shots category, but this is a Moorhead team. My takeaway leaving that you don't want to, if you're St. Thomas Academy, you don't want to play in the first round. Uh, I <laughs> How many games did you go to this weekend? My gosh. Seven. Get a girlfriend. Mine. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. My go to my gosh, he went to the Dyna Classic and he went to Holy Family and he's like, oh, I went to this or I went to Moorhead. I'm like, wow, that's, that's incredible, Danny. I've. I have to live up to the moniker. I have to live up to the moniker that you know most games. Most games. I'm not going to come anywhere near that. (laughs) But some of these were really good games, and I thought that Minnetonka Moorhead game was good too. Carl, did you watch that game online? I did. I I watched the live stream of it, and yeah, it was a pretty entertaining game. I thought Moorhead played very strong defensively for most of that game. Minnetonka, um, this was my first look at the Skippers, and, you know, certainly at the depth, I think they deserve to be number one right now, but they're also not on some different level from the other top five teams. That's my takeaway, too. I mean, yeah, a lot of talent, very deep. That top D pair and the, and the goaltender are both excellent, but uh, they're beatable by, by a team that, you know, executes the Moorhead strategy and can keep it going in the third period, which the, the Spuds kind of fell off at, towards the end there. This is the two or three different people have said this that Charlie Glockner might be the one of the most valuable players in the state this year. Yeah, I, I think about it. They got a great, great group of. They got some really talented, skill forwards. They got some talented skill D. They don't really have any. Remember last year that third line that they had that really kind of locked down other teams, yeah. neutralized other teams. They don't have that yet, right? If they don't no. have that yet. I mean, I think they they, they lose a guy like Andy's. And um, Mag- um, McGann and those guys, right? Yeah. They pick up. They pick up. Uh, Mac and Streeter. Really yeah. skilled guys. They need some. They need some sandpaper. Without these sandpaper, they're going to need a goaltender. 
like Glockner to save him sometimes. Yeah, and I also think that this is a team that can't lose um, Josh Lukey this year. No. Or, or, Lidke, or Lidke, for that matter. He's got nine different last names. Okay, so sure. I'm, I'm not making fun of you. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm not. I'm really not. It might sound like it. But, um, but I, I think, you know, this is a team that can't lose a doctor or Josh. No. Because they are such linchpins for their decor, and they play together. They play a ton of minutes, and they are very important to this team. And um, we, thought, we thought last year, you know, when, when Licky was out, that they lost to East, and they, they, and you could see the difference was night and day between those those two games, and he was he was that difference. Yeah, I yeah, agree. I agree. Um, okay, Rozo four, Buffalo three in overtime. Rozo had a good week, a really good week. That score is another one of those head scratchers. Yep. Um, how about the a huge head scratcher for you, Tony? Minneapolis two up in Thief River Falls ties the Prowlers at two. Well, I don't know what's more head-scratching, the fact that they've tied Thiefer Falls or that they've p- played Thiefer Falls at a home-and-home. Home. I mean, they played a- <laughs> earlier this year, they played them up there. Who does it's that? A rivalry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a rivalry game. M-P-L-S-T-R-F. I mean, who knew? <laughs> that one's a, a definite interesting one. And uh, congratulations oh, to Minneapolis. Yeah, I that's mean, a good tie. They might be the best team in Section 2. They might. They have yet to play the meat of Section 2 yet. No, but still, I mean. Yeah, that's a good tie. Great tie. Okay, a very good win. East Grand Fork 7, Alex 1. I would put this in the most impressive wins of the week. Yeah. Besides Rozo being Moorhead. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Um, Blake 5, Greenway 2. Good win for Blake, I Mm -hmm. thought. Um, here um, I'll give an impressive win of the week: New Prague seven, Denfeld three. Uh, agree. <laughs> I agree. I don't know. I don't know what to make of New Prague, and I definitely don't know make what to make of Denfeld. Carl, what's your take on that score? Yeah, that was a surprising one, especially when you saw what Herbentown did to New Prague on Saturday too. It was not not pretty, but um, yeah, I think Denfeld. No, I think we think. Jumped on people's radar with that early win over Greenway, and certainly you know, they've got a good goaltender, they've got a decent top line, but I'm I'm not throwing them up in the top ten the way some people are right right now either. So I guess I'm not as shocked as some. It's of course that Carl would be biased against other Duluth teams, right? Oh, I like Danfeld. Nothing against Oh, I like Danfeld. Yeah. yeah. You also like Duluth Central, probably. You like Denfeld like your little brother you get to beat up, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's basically what it is. If they were beating you night in, week in, year in, year out, like Cloquet has done in the past, you wouldn't like Denfeld. I like North St. Paul. Come on. <laughs> I love Tartan. Yeah. <laughs> Quiet. Um, okay, Wyzetta 5, Cretan 0. This is a huge win for the Trojans in Section 6, AA. Firmly puts them, I would say right now, in the 2 seed, possibly 1 seed, uh, depending on how they play Dinah this year. But Wyzetta is a sneaky team right now. Not sneaking up on me. I've said since I saw them play, I'm like, that team is going to give you Dinah everything they can handle at Mariucci. I don't think it's going to be... I don't think there's any of the other two teams that will. I don't think anyone's going to give those two teams a shot in section play. Carl, 
Yeah, you know, I, I said this, you know, when I put up my rankings this week, but the, really it was a great week for the late conference. You know, is playing very well. Eden Perry's looked strong. Edina's, you know, went 3-0 in their classic. Um, and, of course, Minnetonka is unseated, so it's rich get richer, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and Hopkins is still in well, the conference. Okay, there, still in the conference. And good, and good at basketball. Very good at basketball. I'm guessing there. I have no idea. <laughs> um, okay. Shocker game of the week. Um, White Bear Lake 1, East Ridge 1. And if you follow the tweets, it sounded like East Ridge just, just took it to them. I think East Ridge won in the shots category, too. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, White Bear has got to um, have a good week of practice for right. Hill Murray coming up at the end of the week. Um, okay, a game that I was at, Elk River 3, Grand Rapids 2 in overtime. Very controversial finish, I would say, on this one. Um, I don't think that when you plow a goaltender into the net and push the puck in and the goaltender, I don't think that counts as a goal. Mm-mm. Last I checked, it doesn't. But, but apparently, uh, for the refs, that Braymar did. I think the refs just want to go home. Well, I think the refs were already a little bit mad because in the first period of that game, the clock operator stopped the clock with .01 seconds left in the period on an icing. Yeah. And, it, yep. and he, the ref skated by the box and yelled at the clock operator, are you kidding me? And I could hear it. <laughs> well, yeah, there was no one else there. It was you, the clock operator, and the refs and the 35 players. Yes. Yeah, that was a very sparsely attended game. Um, okay, another overtime win. Um, Maple Grove wins over Blaine 3-2. to two. Um, Big game. Big game. Uh, Sophomore Kyle Kukin with another overtime heroics. He's only been playing high school hockey for three weeks, and he's already made a name for himself. Yeah, that line is putting up some serious points. We'll have his older brother, Trevor, on the show later. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Monticello four, North Branch two. Good and, game by by the Vikings though. Yeah, I mean considering that they lost one of the best seniors in the state, mm-hmm. and they're still really competitive. Every night they've been competitive. Yep, yeah. e- exactly. And I I think if you look, um, this section is still oh Chicago. Not even gonna try. <laughs> no, but um. For Mammal or the team formerly known as Mammal, um, this is a good win. Good win for them. Uh, North Branch is going to be there down the stretch. Pine City down the stretch. Sasago down the stretch. Can't count out Princeton. It's a four-five team race. Yeah, that's that's going to be makes a- it fun. I mean, granted, these are teams that are going to be, you know, six, seven, eight in the in the in the state tournament. But still, if you see them, go watch them. You know, they pull off the upset. Don't be surprised like we were two years ago. No, exactly. Um, Rosemount 3, Lakeville South 2. I thought that was a good win mm-hmm. for the Irish. Um, Eveleth 3, Virginia 1. Very good win for the Golden Bears. Very big. Um, <laughs> and Edina 6, Eden Prairie 1. It was a good first period. Uh, I sent my dad home even before the second period ended. I said, do you want to go home? He looked at me. <laughs> yeah. And I said, <laughs> See you later, because it got real boring real quick. Yeah, yeah. And it got sloppy, and it got fisticuffs, and yeah. it was normal yeah. holiday classic. Pretty interesting Jack Jensen for this game really just took the air out of it. 
Yeah, I, I should say that um, the EP was without Jack Johnson due to uh, game misconduct the game before against Grand Rapids. Um, but Eden Prairie's forwards are still very good without him. Yeah, they call it the tradition uh, Diana Holiday Classic. It's a tradition for Jack Jensen to get removed from a game. Oh, jeez. Isn't it? It's true. He got ejected last year as well. Yes. Thank so, you. He did. He had twice it's happened. So. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. If he, if he does yeah. it next year, I'll be really impressed. It would be really cool if it happened next year. <laughs> so cold red shirt here. <laughs> I doubt that'll happen. No, but the way Jack the Jack is a very physical power forward, he oh, yeah. is, it's part of his game, and he does it really, really well. Well, if you're a power forward, you're going to make powerful hits sometimes, and that's the price you pay when, you know, I think I know it's a fairly clean hit. Yeah. I've seen it 20 times. Well, uh, here, let me say this. As far as power forwards, we might have the best crop of power forwards right now with Jensen. Ricky Lyle, yeah. Isaac Hinkmeyer Howe. Yeah. Yeah. There's a pretty good list of power forwards right now that are playing around the state, which is fun. We haven't had that in a while. Yeah, I've had Brzezinski to that. I mean, he's That's true. Right. Yeah, he's right in there. So, okay, those are the games that I have. Carl, did you make a rankings out of this? I did. I suppose you want mm. me to read it now, too. No, let's move on. Okay, <laughs> I want to hear it. <laughs> there isn't going to be a lot of change, though. I don't think I, I suspect very little change from last week. Yeah, a little nudging here and there, but uh, number one, Minnetonka, as you'd expect. Number two, yeah. I slid the I slid up to two after they won the Holiday Classic convincingly. I mean, okay. that's a weird convincingly argument, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> number three is Andover. Still right there. Yeah. Four Duluth East. Yep. Five five Saint Thomas Academy. Should be higher. Well, what did Mar- <laughs> Maple Grove do to you? Uh, they, they offended me somehow, uh, but they're six. <laughs> okay. I I think for say, Carl I, I, giving. It, I was just go for it. I I I posted these rankings this morning that I you know went back and looked at them again maybe an hour later. It's like, why why, why did I have? You know, St. Thomas had a Maple Grove. I'm not really sure. Oh, well. <laughs> well I, I think, you know, I'm rubbing off, and I like it. Yeah. I, I'm I'm just going to disagree here. I mean, like, St. Thomas still hasn't done much at all this year. No. And we're just giving them all kinds no, of credit. No, I, I, I agree with I, I'm that. I'm not ripping St. I, Thomas. I, I agree with that. I St. Thomas hasn't had a quality win yet. I think this week they play Hill, and I think that would be a quality win. You know, but I they have not done enough right now to prove that they're a top five team. I think if you look at Maple Grove, the tie against Edina is a better than a tie against Eden Prairie that yeah. St. Thomas has. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. I agree. They beat Blaine yeah. at Blaine. I agree. That's good. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I, Maple Grove's done more to impress me than St. Thomas. That's why I'd have them at five. Can't argue with your top four. Mm-hmm. Number six is Eden, or six is Maple Grove. Se- seven is Eden Prairie. Eight, yep. Wyzetta. Yep. Nine, I would argue Hill that Murray. they should be flipped. Nine, Hill Wyzetta yep. out of Eden Hill. Murray. And then ten yep. is Mike Bear Lake. So is East Ridge 11? Yep. That was a good one, Danny. Shots fired. 
Oh, that was a good one. I still think Wyatt is higher than Eden Prairie. I think the way that um, Wyatt is playing right now, I mean, it, they're a scrappy team, and, and they play O'Leary's system, and if, unless you're ready to play that, you're going to lose. And I'm calling right now, Edina sweeps Wyatt this year with ease in both of their Probably. Like, conference games. I've seen that game a number of times. I mean, it normally yeah. is. 7-1, 8-1, handily, and then it all comes unraveling at Mariucci. Yep. <laughs> Potentially. We've seen this movie That's before. Yep. yep. Okay, well, talking about, you know, some of these teams, I think you look at some of these teams, and what really makes a good team is forward depth. We've talked about it before. So second lines is something that we kind of want to focus on here, and who has a good it's a very good second line. Uh, one that I like is Eden Prairie, and again, they haven't. They've had, you know, they lost a couple games. They're, you know, they lost up north. They lost uh, this Saturday to to uh, Edina. I still think, you know, we saw in that St. Thomas game when it was when it was Garrett Smith and Rudrud and Wilhite. Mm-hmm. But yep. there's seven or eight guys that are that are all probably clamoring for first line. Spots, right? Yep. It's a good problem. That's not a bad problem at all. I mean, I mean, look, Drew Holt looked great last yeah, night. Yeah, he, he's he come looked, on strong right now. He looked like kind of a jet jungle type, where he's mm-hmm. just super fast and can make plays. He's mm-hmm. not, you know, just a, he's got one of the best shots out there. What a weapon that is! And then you have Carter Batchelor. These two sophomores mm-hmm. added into guys with some seasoning like Smith and Rudrud Wilhite. Johnny Millstad and Jack Jensen. Yeah. I mean, this team's going to give when they get all all cylinders going, they can win the late conference. I yeah. really do. I think they can win it. Carl, what's the importance? Uh, you know, when we look at you know a second line, how does that translate into like uh, the state tournament state wins? Yeah. So I mean, I've always been a big proponent of of depth as something that I look at when I do rankings, and because I think that the evidence bears out that. Teams that are deep do really well at state. I mean, obviously last year we had you know, Mitwanka was very deep, but uh, just start going back to some of the state champions in the past. When Wyzetta was a team that could roll four lines, Lakeville North had two incredible lines. Think of how deep those Edina teams were in the middle of the past decade. So it's incredible. And even Grand Rapids, who might look like the exception, you know, two years ago, which had one great line. You know, who scored the biggest goal that they had in that state tournament? It was it was Connor Steffen on the second line. So, <laughs> Number sixteen, yeah, yeah. So having uh, that so, second, second line scoring punch is so huge. I, I think another team around the state right now that has a good line would be Maple Grove with Kostelecki and Kiernan uh, kind of captaining that line, and that's a, such a good second line to balance the Kukunen, Kukunen, Janicki line that goes out in front of them. Kostelecki mm-hmm. is just a, he's a one-man wrecking crew, you know. And he what committed a, to what Dartmouth a, recently. What a great um, have, a great have there to yeah. have to, to go to a guy like that who is speed, hands, scoring, mm-hmm. passing, kind of the whole nine yards. He's got that. Um, a team that we saw this week for Class A, Tony, we really loved Cathedral second line. Yeah, it was pretty neat. It was this kid, and again, I pride myself on knowing all players' youth and at high school. This kid Savoy from from Cathedral had stopped Jamie coming in the hallway between the first and second period. I said, "Who's this Savoy kid?" He goes, 
isn't he something? (laughs) (laughs) And he plays with Ethan Cumming and and Colin Hiltner. And this line can really, really Mm -hmm. fly. And there was nothing that they could do. Alex had no answer for that line. No. Nothing they could put out there. They had to put their first line out there to stop the first line. And they're just – it was – that was the difference in the game, even though they didn't score a lot well, of points. Well, the third line. The third line actually scored the, the point. Yeah. Two, two of the three goals. Yeah. But I still yeah. think long-term, that line is really dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, my comment on, on that, that is, I think in Class A, if you have two lines that can score, you have, have a leg up on everyone. And you, I think you've seen this with you know St. Thomas a while back. when you, some, some of the better Herbentown teams a couple of years ago, this year and last year, they're a little thinner, but you have a Class A team with two good scoring lines. You are probably a, one of the front runners, if not the front runner. Yeah, we went, remember we went to that Delano Hermantown game up at Mars a couple of years ago. Yeah, those two teams had two lines that could really throw it at you. Yeah, two top lines. <laughs> yeah, but then what Which happened? We made it a fun game to watch. But here's the note on that game: Do you remember shots in that game? Shots were incredibly lopsided in Hermantown's favor. Yeah. Because Hermantown had the depth, where uh, Pino was still a freshman. He didn't even play. He was like a third liner. Barely played for um, Delano. So yeah. um, that that was the difference maker in that rivalry that year. But I still thought that Delano had a pretty good second line. I was shocked they got beat by Mammal in the state tournament. Still shocked that they lost. Yeah, that one. <laughs> well, Mammal was on a miracle run there. They so. were. They were. Pass <laughs> off to him. Um, um, Carl, did you have any other second liners? Uh, so I think Minnetonka is quite good, as we've seen. I think Blue Feasts will be good. They've had different players on that second line basically every game, so I'm not going to stick them up there right now. I think St. Thomas is probably a contender, too, if they get them rolling. And, and Greenway, for a Class A team, when they're playing right, they have probably the best, one of the best collection of top six forwards in Class A. Yeah, uh, Dante Lawson was playing on their second line. Casa Dante Lawson. Okay, I'm going with nicknames yep. because I'm cool. He's a great player. Uh, we're going to have our great player coming up on our show in our Red Black uh, Red Black League's featured player interview with Trevor Kukinen will join the show. Uh, Red and Black League is a great league for the spring and the fall. Uh, you want to get the blades, keep the blades white, want to keep playing, you're a multi-sport athlete, want to play in the spring or the fall, or just looking to stay fresh before your tryout or stay fresh in the off-season, look up redandblackleagues.com. Take it away, Danny, on the interview with Trevor Kukinen. Thank you, Tony. Yes, we are joined here tonight with Trevor Kukinen. Trevor, how are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for coming on. Um, so Trevor is a senior at Maple Grove High School, um, D1 committed to Michigan Tech. So do you like snow or what chose Michigan Tech, I guess, Trevor? Um, I mean, yeah, I guess I do like snow. Uh, lots of my family is actually from uh, the Houghton-Hancock area, and uh, playing for Michigan Tech has kind of always been a dream of mine. Um, spending a lot of time up in the UP with all my family that lives up there, and both my parents actually going to college there. <laughs> I guess I didn't know that, but that's kind of a fun fact. Um, a little bit about hockey, though. You had a big game this weekend against Blaine. You guys went in overtime, as we mentioned before, three to two. It's a big section um, game for five AA implications. So, how was that game on Saturday? Yeah, that game was it was a lot of fun. I mean, we 
Uh, it's always a tough game against Blaine. That was really our um, first big test, test in our own section and um, really a good back-and-forth game. The atmosphere at Fogarty was really fun, lots of people there, and especially to get out of there with a win was awesome. Yeah, for sure. That's a that's a huge win um, for you guys in 5AA, right now the number one seed pretty much in that section. Now, you guys not only are doing well in your section, but I think looking around the state, people are looking at you guys as a front runner and a top five team kind of right now. You did, did lose a lot of players coming into the season with um, losing Brock Favor from Bantams, um, Kelly, and um, Ethan Hyder in Nets. What were your expectations kind of coming into the season? Because I think the state's expectations were probably a little bit different than yours. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, my expectations, honestly, didn't change a bit. I have complete confidence in all the players we have. And, I mean, our expectations aren't just to go to the state tournament, but to win a state championship. And um, with a loss, loss of players like that, I mean, it's tough. But I don't think it changes the way we approach any game throughout the season. Carl? Carl? Uh, sure. So, Trevor, I've got a little trivia question here for you. Uh, did you know that you're the leading scorer in double A right now? Uh, no, I did not know that. <laughs> well, you are, so congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And... Um, well, Something else I was kind of wondering about here. So, you know, I, I haven't seen you guys play yet, but you know, in the Edina game, which, you know, it was really the one that grabbed a lot of our attention at the start of the year. You know, you, you, know, you got outshot a lot by the Hornets, but you, you know, tied that and won in the shootout. Then you got outshot by Blaine by a decent margin the other night, too. But uh, you're finding ways to, you know, tie or win these games. So how is, how is the team doing now? Um, I don't know. I think... I think really uh, just everybody's kind of coming together no matter what. I mean, like getting outshot or whatever, I think we we play hard in the defensive zone and we have confidence in how we play and we're really making that work for us right now. Well, I got a couple of questions for you, Trevor. You're now playing with your brother for the first time in organized hockey and you're playing with uh, Justin Janicki as well. Talk a little bit about what it's like to finally have that moment where you're where you're you're playing with these kids that you've seen play for years and have great success, and now you're kind of on that bandwagon. Talk a little bit about that. Oh, you know, it's something. It's really special. I mean, playing with playing with my brother. Um, I mean, it's really fun. I mean, he seems to always be open. That's kind of one thing, but um, it's really cool to play with those guys, seeing watching them grow up and seeing all the success they've had, but then to um, get in on it and put a really good team together is a lot of fun. So it reminds me of a conversation you and I and Trevor Janicki had a few years ago back, Eden Prairie, about that group of kids with Brock and JJ and Kernan and Kyle and all those guys that played. Uh, you guys talk a little bit about playing. You always said those guys play the right way. Talk a little bit about what the right way is and, and what that what that means to you guys now playing together at Maple Grove High School. Uh, playing the right way for us, I mean, it's kind of just we don't get we don't care who gets the credit. It's just kind of everybody's playing for the team. 
nobody cares who scores. We're moving the puck. We're playing fast. We're really just we don't we care for the guy next to us in the locker room rather than ourselves. Um, you you come from a hockey family. Your parents both play. Your brothers both play. Obviously. Uh, talk a little bit about growing up in, in a family where there's three kids playing hockey and obviously two parents. It's beyond man-to-man at that point. Talk a little bit about you're in your senior year, your last year in your youth career, basically. Talk a little bit about what that was like growing up, whether it be on the pond or, or just all the different sacrifices that your parents and family have made for your hockey career. Yeah, I mean, I owe almost everything to my parents. I mean, they've been there for all three of us getting us to the rinks every day when we all got practice who knows where games everywhere else and um i mean they really they really have we owe it all to them for any success we've had and everybody playing hockey it makes for a fun time out in the pond and competitive games and out in the backyard just having fun as a family well good deal trevor you got a few more minutes to wait through our games of the week we're gonna cover and do some pickums with us yeah, for sure. All right, Danny, take it away. Okay, sweet. So not as big of a game week this week, I wouldn't say, you guys, but um, there are some juicy ones out there still. Um, Chicago Lace goes to the MAC to play St. Cloud Cathedral. Chicago Tony is undefeated. And they are possibly a state contender. Okay, so this should be a good game to kind of level. The, we did not practice that. Okay, that was just fun. Well, pretty good. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, um, this is a good litmus test to see kind of how good 5A um, is across the state of Class A. So, I'm kind of interested to see how this score turns out. Holy Family plays Orono also on Tuesday, which is a good conference battle between those two teams. Um, Orono won Wright County game with two teams not from Wright County. <laughs> boom, boom. Shout love it. Oh, Most of the teams in the Rice County Conference aren't, aren't in Wright County. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> on fire. Um, oh, Holy Family, fire. <laughs> cool. Um, oh. Eden Prairie on Thursday plays Prior Lake. Um, which is a good section game mm-hmm. between those two teams. Um, St. Thomas Academy goes to Hill Murray, which is a good conference game. I will be at that game more than likely because it is one of the bigger games of the season for both those two teams. wonder if Hill will be wearing the blacks. Carl on Thursday will be watching his Greyhounds play Duluth Marshall, right? Yep, I will be there. And then on Friday, Creighton goes to Braemar to play Edina. Um, which we That's a good game. I might yep, be at that one. Yep. Um, Creighton might be more at full strength. Um, uh, we expect to hear. I expect to see Nick Davison back in the lineup for his first game of the year, uh, as, as reported by me to me by the coaching staff at Creighton. Uh, Moorhead goes to Greenway on Friday, which is an interesting game. Greenway, as we talked about before, needs to right the ship a little bit, and so this good is, luck against Moorhead. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yep. Um, on Saturday, Duluth East comes down to play Lakeville North, which is a decent game. And, it should be a good um, game. Yeah, it should be a good game. It usually is, right, Carl? Yeah, yeah. It's been very competitive in recent years. Um, a game that I probably would have been at at the start of the season, Minnetonka goes to Chaska. This rink will be sold out. You will be parking at the Dome for sure if you go to this game. 
Um, but I will probably more than likely be at our Pick'em game um, this week of I won't ruin it. I'll I'll save that for later. Ooh. And then um, kind of a 4A game, which you scoffed at, Tony, but Monomedi and Northfield is a 4A game. They play each other tight. I normally. gave that a full scoff. Yes, that was a full scoff. Okay, go to the games that you didn't scoff. All right, all right. here we go. Here are the four pick'ems. Are you ready, Trevor, for this? You got your pen and paper handy? Yeah, I'm ready to go. All should, right. Should we remind, Trevor, how previous guests have done? Yeah, not so good. Not so good. <laughs> Although they did, he, last week, Ryder Donovan was the only one who picked the Luthies to beat Cloquet, so he was right there, barely. 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 Oh. Right. But he, he knows his own team, at least. Yeah. All right, uh, here we go. First game, I get to go first. I'm the oldest. Trevor, you're the youngest. You go last, and then by the end, you get to go first. Greenway of Coleraine visits Eveleth, the Hippodrome. Who's going to win this one? I will go with – I'm going to pick Eveleth. Greenway is just downtrodden. Eveleth is going to win at home. They've done well at home, so I'm going to go Eveleth on that one. Uh, Carl. Uh, I'm going with Greenway. I'm I know it's been a rough road for the Raiders so far this season, but they, they just have too much talent not to win this game. All right, Danny? I'm going to go Eveleth on this one. Eveleth has been – they beat um, Virginia on Saturday. Um, I think that Eveleth is in a right spot, and I think that Greenway needs to right the ship. Um, and having just seen Greenway, I, I'm going to go Eveleth on this one. At the hip, Golden Bears. All right, Trevor, your first pick. Who is it going to be? Uh, you know, I'm going to have to go with Eveleth as well. Smart man. You're a smart man. Easy money for me. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Carl, you get to go first on this one, War Road and East Grand Forks, Section 8A. Mm-hmm. This game is in East Grand Forks, correct? Correct. Yeah, then I'm going with the wave. Ride the wave. All right. Danny? Yeah, East Grand Forks beat Alex 7-1, to as we mentioned earlier. We saw Alex this week, and Cathedral just barely beat them. Um, if East Grand did that, I'm going to go with East Grand. Yeah, it's hard to pick against them. But it's a good game, and it's a good pick them. So see if anybody falls for the sucker bet on this one. Trevor? Trevor? <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to have to agree with you guys. I'm going to go with the Green Wave. Damn. Thought we'd get you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go East Grand as well. The full Goocher is on the green wave this week. Third game. This is a good one. This is a team that you've seen, Trevor. Danny, you get to go first. Blaine versus EP. Is this down at uh, the community center? Yes. Yeah, the one-sided community center rink. Yeah. Um, well, at least their Zamboni isn't attached to a cord like it is at Fogarty. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I'm going to go with Eden Prairie on this one. As we talked before, I think their forward depth is very strong. Um, Jensen will be playing this game, barring any um, incidents. Um, but I really like um, Eden Prairie right now, and I'm going to ride that ship. They got a lot of forwards. All right, now let's see how loyal Trevor is to Section 5AA. You like Blaine or Eden Prairie in this one? Uh, well, first, Danny, I... I'm actually a fan of the Zamboni with the cord. That's just one thing I noticed. But, um, you know, I'm going to stay loyal, and I'm going to go with Blaine with this one. All right. All right. Good call. I had a feeling. I had a feeling. 
God, they just have way too much forward depth. I'm kind of a District 6. That's a Minnesota hockey team. I'm kind of a District 6, Lake Conference Bobo. I'm going to stick with Eden Prairie on this one and go EP. Carl, you go last. Yeah, well, I think I'm going to get on the Eden Prairie train too. So Trevor's carrying the 5AA banner alone. All right. <laughs> he might take this. He might win it all this week. <laughs> if Evelyn can pull, Evelyn and Blaine come through. We'll see. All right, last one, Trevor. You get to go first on this one. Uh, Hill Murray and White Bear Lake, one of the storied rivalries, probably way before you were born, but this was a great rivalry back in the day. You like to always shoot down this rivalry. I don't know why. Bad. It doesn't do it for me. I don't know why. Yeah. It's just it's just like olden days. It's like this is the Jefferson Kennedy game important. It's just not important anymore. It is important. The student, if the students show up, it's, it's only important. the section okay. final last True. year. True. Yeah, it was the section final. Thank you, Carl. Okay. All right. All right, Trevor Kooks, let's hear it. Uh, White Bear or Hill Murray? Uh, you know, I'm going to have to go with White Bear on this one. All right, he's going public school. I kind of like that. <laughs> uh, it's early in the year. It means a lot for White Bear to beat Hill. It doesn't mean anything for Hill to beat White Bear. So I'm going to go with White Bear as well. Carl? No. Yeah, you know, it's no, no, it's not. Oh, okay. It's my, it's it comes my back. Oh, okay. Front. Okay. All right. Carl? <laughs> But I was going to use the exact same reasoning you did, Tony. You know, I, in December you pick White Bear, in February you pick Hill. <laughs> so, but so it's December. I'm going with White Bear. Oh, I know, I know, Danny. He's going to go private school on this. He can't resist this. Oh, this mm-hmm. was a hard one for me. Uh, White Bear did win the first meeting last year, though, and it's at the no <laughs> like obstructive view Madness Heights Arena. I'm going to go. I'm going to go White Bear. You know what that means. I, Hill's going to win. There's no, no White way. Bear. White Bear. I'm going White Bear. There's no way. I, I don't like that pick. The easiest goocher of all time is to everybody pick White Bear. Guarantee White Bear will lose. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't like that pick. It, uh, I'll know we, more we about just, Hill midweek. <laughs> we, we all just picked a team that tied Eastridge the other day. I know. I know. It was a great time. Great time. Well, we all had a great time. Uh, Trevor, uh, thanks for coming on to the show this week. It was a blast. You had some good – you surprised us with some good quips. We really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. (laughs) All right. Carl, thanks for putting together a good show. And Danny, you too. Uh, We really appreciate it. Uh, We'll see everybody around the rink. Thanks to our sponsor, Red and Black Leagues. We'll see everybody around the rink. Have a good night. Face. My friends all know that I'm cool I've been this way since high school Cause life's never been sweeter When you're just a cake eater When it comes to hockey, nobody can stop me My high school team, I was playing on the top three Now my son is scoring piles He 